Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining me on the program, he covers the NFL for CBSSports.com. John Breach joining me on CBS Sports Radio. So, John, I'm looking at your... um, I'm looking at your page where it's got links to your articles on here, and I'm seeing you just put an article up here in the last hour or so about the Cardinals cutting ties with um, with uh, Darius Phelan. Uh, is it Phelan or Phylon? How does he pronounce that last name? That is a fantastic question, Sean. I am not exactly sure, so I'm going to let you butcher it, and then I'll just go with whatever you say. All right, so I'm seeing your headline here about Darius. I'm going to say Phelan. Um I guess considering what he uh, what he did, maybe we could say felon. But uh, Phelan, um, that he's they've cut ties with him, a potential starter on defense. The Cardinals have um, their COO gets a, a DUI in the in the last couple days here. Uh, pretty rough weekend to be a, an Arizona Cardinal right now. Yeah, definitely. They're coming off that high of finally watching Kyler Murray make his debut on Thursday, and then just go straight downhill after that. I mean. You have a guy who is going to be a starting defensive lineman, almost certainly getting arrested on Friday. And then, you know, all the details come out about this incident from May where he allegedly put a gun to a stripper's chest. Um, You know, you never want to do that to a stripper. And then now he's cut. I think the Cardinals made the right decision. And then with their COO getting a DUI, it's it's almost – and Steve Kime, I think, got one a few years ago too. So just seeing that somebody above you, it's one of those things where, like, Hey, Uber, Lyft, those exist. There's just no excuse for it. So it has definitely been a rough weekend for the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, John, it's funny. Along those lines, um, I- I've been really skeptical about these teams this offseason that have gone with some of these completely inexperienced, at least inexperienced on the NFL level in the case of Cliff Kingsbury, these inexperienced head coaches just because they've got some sort of um, you know new wave offensive vibe to them. Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I just got done talking about Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland, but I want to focus on Kingsbury here for just a second because we're talking about the Cardinals. I mean, it's a bit of a dumpster fire already by definition. They were picking first in the draft, even without all these off-the-field peccadillos going on. It's a bad football uh, franchise right now. How do you think this is going to work out with, with Cliff Kingsbury where the Cardinals are really just, they have him in there basically for his playbook, I'm guessing, and, and very little else. Yeah, that is a crazy experiment they have going on in Arizona. Because you look, you know, you mentioned LaFleur, you mentioned Zach Taylor. At least those guys have experience coaching at the NFL level. Plucking out a guy from college who was so bad in college he got fired by his alma mater, uh, you know, that is a high-risk move. And I don't know if there's any guarantee that, they're going to be successful running his offense, even with Kyler Murray running it. So if you had to, if I had to bet right now on which first year coach is going to have the worst season out of every guy that was hired in 2019, I would absolutely go with Kingsbury. Yeah. What if you, as long as we're doing this, how would you stack rank those four coaches just in terms of, um, I mean, you, you just put Kingsbury at the bottom. How do you feel about the other three kitchens, Taylor and LaFleur? Uh, if I was picking them based on record wise, probably uh, Lafleur, Kitchens, Taylor, K- 
Kingsbury. And then Kingsbury, yeah, there you go. That 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 sounds about right. Uh, John Breach, CBSSports.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Um, let's stick with Kitchens here for just a second. So I I earlier in this hour brought up his comments where he was kind of going back at Bob Wiley, the former offensive line coach. And really spending a lot of time doing it, more than I think most coaches would. I think most coaches would give it about three seconds. Um, what are your thoughts on Kingsbury, or not Kingsbury, but uh, Kitchens, um, as far as this Browns team goes? Do you think it, that he's got the personality to be able to handle some of the personalities that are in that locker room on his roster? Well, the funny thing here is, like, with everyone, I'm sure all Browns fans just felt like all the drama left town when Hugh Jackson got fired. And now you have Bob Wiley just kind of coming out of the woodwork. But it does feel like he kind of hit a sensitive spot here because Freddie Kitchens absolutely went on the defensive. And he wasn't about to take this insult saying, hey, you know, that Freddie wasn't calling any of the plays. He wasn't running the offense. So I do think these comments put a little bit more pressure on him. I mean, there's already a lot of pressure because he's got this team that's supposed to be successful. And so now you throw in this where you have a guy saying, hey, you can't coach that adds even more pressure, and it's hard to know how he's going to handle this because, to me, the Browns are one of the most unpredictable teams in football. I could, you could make a case that they go 5-11 and 11 this year. You could convince me they're going to go 11-5, and five. and I think the wild card is definitely Freddie Kitchens and how he's going to handle the pressure of this job. What about Baker Mayfield in year two? You feel confident that the, the, the things he was doing at the end of the year, the good things he was doing at the end of the year are going to continue into this season? Yeah, I love Baker Mayfield. I love what uh, John Dorsey's doing to put weapons around him. Uh, you know, obviously Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a game changer. That just changes everything on offense. And, and, you know, after years with Eli Manning, I'm sure Odell loves playing with Baker Mayfield. And just watching him play, he just seemed to get better every single week during the regular season and that last year. And that's exactly what you want to see out of your quarterback, especially if he's a young guy. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Baker Mayfield's one of the top five or seven quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Wow, that would be, that would be uh, that man. That'd be a nice step up if you're a Cleveland Browns fan for sure. John Breach joining me, CBSSports.com covers the NFL. So Antonio Brown, that I guess that's the biggest story this week. It started with frostbitten feet from a, a cryotherapy session, and it ended with him threatening to retire if he doesn't get the helmet that he likes. And now we're seeing that he reportedly is threatening the NFL with legal action over this over the helmet that they're making him and they're making everybody wear it. It's nothing special to Antonio Brown. I guess just what are your thoughts on Antonio Brown at this point with the Raiders? I mean, is this something that eventually simmers down or are the Raiders just experiencing just has he basically just transferred his agitation account from the Steelers over to the Raiders? Well, I mean, the funny thing is you look at what he's done the past two years. He's just been living on the corner of, you know, crazy and super crazy. And he's just been doing all these things, whether it was skipping that uh, season finale when the Steelers played the Bengals, whether it was putting Mike Tomlin's locker room speech on his Facebook live stream, whether it was getting a speeding ticket or, you know, being sued by two different people. There's just been all these things. And it just seems like there is something new and even crazier every few months or so. You know, I don't think anyone thought after this frostbite stuff happened there could possibly be anything wilder than that. And now here we are talking about him possibly retiring because uh, he can't wear his helmet. Uh, so it is just absurd. I don't think he's going to be willing to miss out on $31, or $31 million in guaranteed money. So 
it just feels like he's definitely going to play, but, you know, this is definitely a wrench thrown in the situation because I don't think the NFL is going to let him wear his old helmet. It's a safety thing. The NFL is saying, hey, do you want to wear the safe helmet or do you want to wear the not safe helmet? He wants to wear the not safe helmet, and, you know, I don't think they're going to let that fly. John, who is he putting in a worse spot right now? John Gruden, because Gruden has to stand up in front of the media and say that he supports Antonio through some of this ridiculous stuff, or Derek Carr, who is essentially without his number one wide receiver right now as he heads into a season where I personally think Derek Carr's trying to keep his job at this point. Yeah, I think definitely Derek Carr is the answer here because here's the thing. If you're Derek Carr, all you want is, hey, you got this brand new toy and you can't even use it because Antonio Brown's not out there at practice. You can't build any chemistry. So what's going to happen? Antonio Brown, let's say he comes back and he's healthy for week one, but he hasn't practiced with the Raiders at all. So Derek Carr doesn't have that chemistry. All of a sudden he's not giving Antonio Brown as many passes as he wants. So now Antonio Brown's exploding on the sideline, crying out for more passes and yelling at Derek Carr. So this just seems like, uh, you know, it's that snowball that's rolling downhill and getting bigger and bigger. And there's going to be a giant avalanche of craziness because uh, Derek Carr is not in a good situation with this. And like you said, it does feel like he's playing for his job this year. And this is not something you want hanging over your head when your job's on the line. No, definitely not. John Breach covers the NFL for CBSSports.com. John, last topic before I let you go, Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. Do you think Ezekiel Elliott will be in uniform week one for the Dallas Cowboys? I do think he will be. I think that both sides want to get something done. You look at when the Cowboys have been successful over the past 10 years because they've had a workhorse running back that they can just keep handing the ball off to. They had DeMarco Murray in 2014 and then Zeke in 2016, 2018. And those are the only three times they've made the playoffs since 2010. It, they have the NFL's leading rusher. So Jerry Jones might sit there and say, hey, you don't need the NFL leading rusher to win the Super Bowl. And for most teams, that's true. doesn't feel so true for the Cowboys. They need a workhorse back there. Zeke knows that. He knows he's going to get paid. Uh, I think eventually they'll work to some compromise. And you know what? I'm sure he's happy not being at training camp. If you ask any player in the NFL if they'd rather be hanging out in Cabo or at training camp, probably going to pick Cabo. Uh, so I do think they get something worked out, but probably not for another week or two. Oh, yeah. The dude trains in Cabo. He, of course, he'd rather be there. No question. I mean, we need to put that Twitter poll up and see uh, see how, <laughs> how big a landslide that is. John Breach, you can get him on Twitter, at John Breach, covers the NFL for CBSSports.com. John, appreciate you making time on a Sunday evening, my man. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.